back to the short game the show where we talk about short video games the kind that uh, you can pick up in a day or a weekend and have a great quality experience we're recording in a little bit of a different circumstance than usual first off you can probably tell that our sound sounds a little different um, oh yeah because you're hearing uh, some strange you know, lack of editing and overtalk here and that's because reagan and i are in the same place for once on the same mic kind of neat we are yes so uh thank you so much for visiting me here in sunny houston texas it's where it is really hot beautiful here. balmy 90 degrees it's way over 90 it's uh, like 95 degrees in the shade right now that's pretty hot that's the texas heat for you but yeah. uh work, at least it's work. a humid heat Mm-hmm. Well, work brought me to uh, work brought me to Houston this week, and that's been kind of exciting because I get to play games in person with Shane. So naturally, the first thing we did was play a whole bunch of Towerfall, but the second thing we did, as is our tradition, yeah, Towerfall is a terrific game. But the second thing we did is boot up some Hell Divers on the PlayStation Four, and that's the game we're going to be talking about this week. Yeah, I've been kind of pushing for this one, um, uh, just between Reagan and I, and that's main, mainly been held off for this long, because this is not the sort of game that we would traditionally feature on the short game. You know, we've been saying that a lot lately. Um, we last have week, been breaking all of our rules, that's right. Yeah, last week we talked about The uh, Legend of Zelda, which is a little too long uh, for our show, typically. Fifteen hours? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty short for a Zelda game. And then the week before that, we talked about Hearthstone, another uh, competitive online game, which is not usually in our wheelhouse. But I think the key unifying thing here is these are games that respect your time, games that are simple to pick up for somebody who doesn't have hours to commit. I think the most important thing uh, for a game that we would feature is that you don't spend the first 10 hours of playing the game waiting to get to the good part. This is a game where the good part is playing online with friends and it gets you right to that. So immediately, um, if you have any friends that are playing it, of course, but maybe some new friends. Because the main reason I wanted to talk about this game is that I think it really incentivizes good group online play. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I haven't experienced a whole lot of. I've tried a lot of online games that get popular and I've found myself driven away from online play and back to single player a lot because uh, you have to invest so much time to get good enough to not be constantly cursed out. <laughs> yeah, and you're playing on other people's time. Yeah, uh, and you're, you're screwing the game up for the real players is how it feels. Yeah, well, before we dive into why this game is so successful at giving everybody that plays it a good online experience. If you haven't seen Helldivers before, and you could be excused for missing it because it's not been yeah, all that heavily went, marketed. I have tried to tell a lot of people about this game, and I don't think anyone that I've mentioned it to has actually known about it. Yeah. A shout out to Joe, because uh, he mentioned it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, at least one other person that I that I theoretically know internet friend of a friend is, is aware of this game. Yeah, but not, not many of our... Uh, you know, real-life friends have been playing this game. My wife is playing it, though. Julia really? loves this game. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. When she and I sit down to play oh, right, a game lately, this is the one... we yeah. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, well, we've I mean, never played alongside against Alongside her. Yes, yeah. so, yeah, and that's... Um, it kind of comes back to there's a short list of 
of types of games, like kind of mechanically, that my wife and I really, really love to play together. And one of them is a dual stick shooter. And this is a dual stick shooter. Uh, it's from Swedish developer Arrowhead, who made the Magicka games, which you, Reagan, tried to yeah. get me into for a while. Yeah, Magicka is a really, really interesting game. Magicka was the first game from uh, from Arrowhead, and I played it on the PC. I know there are console versions of it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, its sequel is coming out pretty soon here, but... Looking forward to that. Yeah, but it, it, it did two things that were really, really interesting. Um, first off, it's four players online cooperative um, playing their way through short missions. And that's very similar to Helldivers as we'll be talking about. But the two things that really stood out about it are it allows and in fact doesn't allow you to disable friendly fire. So there's this sort of very uh, your games are almost constant havoc of players killing each other. Um, which actually is pretty funny and fun and kind of part of the environment of the game. And it also has this really interesting system of spellcasting where rather than just click to shoot or whatever, uh, there's a kind of a complex combo system where each spell that you cast, you have to type out on the keyboard a combination of letters and you know it, it so uh, you have a key on your keyboard that means beam versus area of effect you've got keys to represent whether this is going to be an ice spell or a fire spell or what have you and there's at least eight buttons that are involved um, and then once you've dialed in your spell then you click to actually fire it off and so theoretically that was almost, why it was too hard for me <laughs> yeah it was, was actually so really many. hard yeah it was really hard because there's uh literally every time you fire off a spell you had to punch in between like three and ten characters on the keyboard in order to program what spell you were going to cast next what that really meant was people who got very good at the game could do fascinating things uh, and there were a ton of really interesting spells and you could even kind of improvise with the spells because there was a kind of a predictable system to it but what it meant was that for a newcomer into that game, you were... Impenetrable. It was really, really yeah, difficult. it was tough. Yeah. This game, they've really dialed that back while still keeping what made that core kind of complexity interesting. Um, Helldivers, you are just sort of shooting. You've got your basic gun. You've got a, uh, like a, like a pistol. You've got yeah, a the more pistol is gun. The pistol's only, only used when you have one or more hands in, you know, you can't be using a two-handed weapon. So right. if you if you fall on the ground or if you're picking up an object uh, to try and complete an objective, like grabbing a bag and carrying it from point A to point B. So mm -hmm. the, the pistol's almost unimportant. It's a sidearm, but you've it got is good to, up to upgrade it if, yeah. you, uh, if you want. But it's a, it's a game where um, y you're completing missions and each mission can, consists of a number of objectives. And so it's going to drop you alone or you with as many people as you want to allow into your game from the internet. Up to four. Well, uh, well up to three four. plus you. Yeah, three plus you. And it's going to give you the same screen co-op experience. Now, that's the first thing that is key for me and Julia really enjoying it is that same screen co-op dual stick shooters. It's a genre that there's not a whole lot of big budget, big name games in, I guess, it's somewhat similar to a Diablo type game in that you're moving around kind of, and yeah, yeah and, and it's uh, but more of a kind of a controller specific because it's a dual stick shooter. If this were on a computer, it would probably control something like a Diablo 
but the same screen co-op, that's important. And it's same screen even if you're playing over the internet, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. You know, you, you- Forces you to keep the group together. Yeah, that you can't wander off on your own and get killed. And the more inexperienced players are gonna kind of naturally follow the more experienced players to objectives because everybody has to stay together. You're, there's no like chain that's holding you together exactly, but. Yeah, ultimately if three people go one way and one just stands still, he's gonna get pushed off the screen and basically die. Yeah. But dying isn't a big deal in this game. People die all the time. You're gonna die from friendly fire a bunch because all of the guns do incredibly large amounts of damage even oh, to your It's your mega teammates. chaotic. You're gonna blow yourself up with grenades. Uh, you're gonna summon a hell pod to drop a stratagem. Like a, we'll you, know, you wanna get an upgraded second. gun or something and that's gonna land right on top of your head. Um, you're gonna be about to evacuate and you're gonna be standing in the wrong place and the uh, the evacuation transport ship is gonna drop on you. Yeah. So uh, there's a million ways to die, and that doesn't even mention any of the enemies who are all out there to kill you, and they are without number, streaming towards you at all times. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a highly chaotic game, but it's also uh, probably the game where the on best online multiplayer kind of synergy has happened, and I wanted to talk about that in particular. Yeah. Uh, well, before we talk about the why this game is so great at it's online. I mean, they've made some incredibly smart choices to make the online experience fun for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also just a funny and weird and quirky game for this style. The world of the game is you are a hell diver, which is a one man army uh, type of character. It's very, uh, very much like Starship Troopers or Aliens. So these are, you know, marine types uh, that drop from the sky in these hell pods onto planets of the enemies of super earth. And it's this very sort of, uh, you know, the world is a managed democracy. You're spreading managed democracy. Yes, <laughs> that's right. You're serving up a hot glass of liberty. Oh God, they make that pun actually there's, a little bit too often. <laughs> they seem to have toned that one down in the expansion. So oh, good. Yeah, that was great. Well, there's, uh, so it's very funny. It's, uh, if you've ever seen Starship Troopers, you'll already instantly know the world of the game. The world of the game is really only something you see in the intro. Um, but it does have this kind of- A little of, bit in the uh, in the kind of universal map. There's a lot true. of little events that happen. Yeah, and uh, the map of the game is interesting too, because while you're playing this out in a bunch of very short sequences, you know, little missions, each mission is clear some things on this planet. Um, so you'll drop onto a planet that is part of one of the three fronts of the Galactic War. And the Galactic War is between Super Earth and three alien races. There's the Cyborgs, which kind of have a communist kind of, well, at least mm -hmm. Super Earth thinks that they're communists yeah, because they're, they're Cyborgs. They're, yes, uh, there's the communist Cyborgs. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the, uh, the Bugs, who uh, live somewhere where there's lots of oil. Mm. Yes, uh, I think they produce oil from their bodies and kill them all yeah and, and then uh there's the illuminates which are kind of like uh, they reminded me of the protoss from uh from uh they're high tech yeah they're an advanced race with psychic powers and they are obviously our enemy because they probably have weapons of mass destruction probably yeah i would i would say it seems like they ought to right, right. so we probably ought to kill them all yeah so your map of the galactic conflict is super earth at the center and uh spreading out towards these three other races home worlds uh are different zones and each zone has three planets in it um well no no no, no exactly. they, they have has, any number of planets they, right they can have somewhere between uh as few as two um or i think as many as five 
Yeah, and depending on the difficulty level. And each one of the zones has, you know, Super Earth controls it to some degree or other. So either Super Earth has completely conquered it or it's completely owned by the alien race or whatever. All this barely matters in terms of the actual gameplay, but there's this really interesting metagame, the Galactic Conflict, where you're all, you know, we're on what now? Galactic War, War number, number four. four. Yes. So I, since the launch of the game, there have been four galactic wars. And there's this sort of metagame where when you're deciding which planet to go and and you know kill bugs or whatever on mm -hmm. um you're deciding to you know advance the front on one of these three fronts and uh the community as a whole is either progressing the war or losing the war and as i understand it we lost the first galactic war and then we mm -hmm. won the second one and no, i, I really picked know up where we i started now. in the second galactic war and that was awesome because we won hmm. uh, and i got a special cape for having participated and then I think we lost the third Galactic War because I didn't help out enough. Yeah, it was your and fault. And then uh, I think we're going to win Galactic War number four. It really looks like looks it like right we've now. got them. We've already beaten the Illuminates, and uh, they've got the bugs on the ropes. I think. So. Yep. So it's a it's a really kind of an interesting little meta game to kind of keep you involved. Those Galactic Wars progress over weeks and weeks, mm -hmm. and uh, your contribution to it is usually you know almost unnoticeably tiny, but it does feel like you're kind of part of something that's happening in the larger game. Yeah, it does It does affect what missions you play also because not only are you, you know, conceivably wanting to choose one that's going to be beneficial to all of humanity, uh, theoretically, uh, but once an enemy has been completely overwhelmed, uh, their missions are no longer available for the remainder of the war. So uh, right now, as it stands, the Illuminates have been conquered, and so I can't pick up any Illuminate missions. And so I actually prefer, the Illuminates are my favorite bad guy to kill. Must be a lot of favorite people's favorite. I guess they must be a lot of people's favorite bad guy to kill because um, they're so cool. They've got a lot of snipers and things like that. Um, so instead I've been fighting the uh, the commies, the, uh, the the robots. Yeah, the cyborgs. Cyborgs, thank you. Yeah, they're commies to me. So the main reason I wanted to talk about this game, the thing that I think is most interesting about it, is it's really hard to set up a system in which you throw a bunch of random internet strangers together and they're able to actually complete some goals that you put out in front of them. It's all about putting the right incentives in front of those people, right? Yeah. So this game does that really, really well. I've really enjoyed playing it with people that I know because in any game, if I've got people that I'm really willing to work together with, um, you know, I'll, I'll have fun and we'll we'll manage to, you know, tear it up. But in this game, even when I'm playing with three complete strangers who don't even have their chat enabled, or or sometimes do, um, I tend to have a really good experience playing online with just people from the lobbies, and it has to do with the way that they've laid out all of the different rewards, the things that they reinforce. A lot of online games, you really, you, your players kind of break down into three groups. Um, there's the uh, the people who are there to really play the game and complete missions or whatever it is. Um, there's people who kind of don't understand the game yet, newbies or people who just simply aren't very good, like me probably. Um, or, you know, people who are otherwise going to be kind of a weight on an otherwise active game and then there's griefers or douchebags you know there's people who are going to actively fuck it up for other people 
Um, excuse my French. Yeah, and this game, in a way, I mean, it forces everyone to be a griefer and a douchebag <laughs> because <laughs> because friendly fire is on and you're being forced to stand very close together with shotguns. Yeah. And it's interesting because it, it never puts... It, I never feel like this game... I, 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 I'm not sure I can totally put my finger on exactly why, and we'll talk about some of the ways this game is different from other online co-op or competitive games, but I've never had a situation where somebody joined my game that I wanted to boot. Um, I have, but it's once, and I've played a lot of this game. I'm, I'm close to level 20 now, so... Uh, and that was originally the level cap, so I'm I'm almost there. I know that you can get up to level 25 now with the uh, expansion that they've released, but that's for for discussing later, I guess. Um, the first thing that I noticed when I first started up the game um, was I started the game up in in one player mode, and one player mode is fine. Um, if you die when you're the only player, uh, you're going to reinforce automatically. You're going to get brought back, and it's going to drop your little hell pod on the heads of some of the enemies that killed you very satisfactory, you know, in a very satisfying way. Uh, but you have among your stratagems that you can choose from. So talk about SOS. stratagems first. The stratagem. Yes. Is so mention a stratagem. I'll, I'll explain a stratagem. Game. Yeah. So whereas, whereas those, uh, you know, the previous game Magicka had spells, this game has technologies that you can summon by punching in a code. Basically, you, you bring up a small menu, mm -hmm. and from the, I think, four stratagems that you've picked to carry with you, uh, you can punch in the code for any one of them. Now, the code is really interesting. So Up, you down, have to left, stop right. what you're doing in order to stand still. Yes. So you, you know, your character model goes prone or kind of like kneels or something and is like punching in a code on his little device or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, some know. of the codes are short, some of the codes are long. So my, some of my favorite stratagems, the ones I use all the time, uh, I've chosen them not just because they do awesome things, but because they have a short code. Something that I can do like up, uh, you know, left, up, right, and that summons a drone for me. Mm -hmm. That's easy. Um, some of the ones that do some really awesome stuff, they have a long code, like up, down, right, left, left, right, up, down, right, left. And you can see it on screen, but you have to do it perfectly in order to use the strategy. Yeah, if you don't, you have to start it over. Exactly. It, it just sort of means that in order to pull off one of these things, it's not just a simple button press. It's something that your character has to be safe, or at least make yourself vulnerable to being attacked for at least a few seconds while you're firing this thing off. Yeah, it, you can get faster though with it. You can get practiced. Yeah. Um, but it's it's never completely unapproachable like some of the more complex so, magic. Assaults. So back to back to the how it incentivizes co-op with this. Um, the first one that you're going to need to learn is the reinforce stratagem, mm -hmm. and that's how if if uh, someone who is on your team, if you have a teammate die, uh, they're not going to come back until you use the reinforce stratagem. And if nobody uses the reinforce stratagem then you're gonna lose as soon as everybody's dead because the mission ends when everyone dies. So um, you can bring all those dead people back. Doing that stratagem one time brings back everybody that's dead and that's the first clue that you have that you're really gonna need to work together. Yeah, so you you don't automatically come back when it, even, you know, there's no number of lives that you have. Mm -hmm. If you, you can die an unlimited number of times in the game as long as there's still one person in your group left to bring you back. You can even, if you are on the ground and you have been like beaten so badly that you're, if you're hit hard, uh, then you're gonna fall down and you might be uh, kind of crawling away. As you crawl away, if you manage to get the code in for the reinforced stratagem and then you die, it falls out of your hand and everybody gets brought back. Awesome. So 
um, being able to quickly punch in that one stratagem is extremely important to the game in terms of cooperation. And so everybody's gonna be doing this. And the stratagems continue as you learn kind of the basics to reinforce cooperation. So one of them is ammo drops. Yeah, so, so dying is not a big deal at all, but bringing people back from the dead is a big deal. It happens constantly in this game. You have mm -hmm. to resummon your, your teammates. And because it's something that your teammates are doing, you can't reinforce yourself. Um, it, you know that these other people that are playing the game with you are your only way of being reinforced. They're, they have to bring you back if you die, and you have to do the same for them. And I think just that little bit of understanding that these are the people that, if you're pissing them off, are or trying to leave them behind or otherwise being a jerk, then they won't reinforce you. And because of that, I think people kind of intuit that they have to cooperate on this game, even people that maybe wouldn't be great at cooperating on other games. Mm -hmm. yeah, the stratagems continue to kind of make you want to work together or at least reward you for working together. Um, when you get ammo, it gives you more ammo than you can possibly carry. It's always encouraging you to share. Um, and then late game, there's some strategies that really encourage you to, to work together, like... Uh, there's a weapon that you can use uh, that comes with a, a backpack full of ammo. Uh, it's like an anti-tank rifle, mm. the recoilless rifle. Uh, and when it drops, it drops with a gun and a backpack that you can carry. But if the person you're, you're playing with, they grab the backpack, they can reload you while you fire. And together, you can fire these like anti-tank shells with incredible speed. Uh, it's actually the slowest weapon to reload in the game if you're doing it alone and the fastest if you're doing it with a friend. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of ways throughout the game that it encourages that. Um, and there's one kind of more thing that I thought was pretty cool is that it makes it very easy for you to get someone to jump into your game from the web. There's a stratagem that lets you call in people from outside the game. It's a little SOS that's gonna basically bump you up in the list of of people who are waiting for people to join their game. And people are going to want to join your game. And the reason for that is that at the higher levels as you go, um, all the different rewards, the experience points that you get and the research points, which are you pick up little samples around the map to, to build up research points to upgrade your gear, all of those encourage you more to join games in progress than they do to make you start, start your own game. If you're starting your own game uh, early on, you can pick, okay, I want to go to this system because it has this reward that's really good. I want this reward. Uh, but you're not always going to be able to find the reward that you want, the stratagem that you're going to unlock by just picking from the galactic map. Maybe you want to fight a certain kind of enemy. Well, maybe that enemy doesn't offer the right kind of reward for you. So maybe then you're going to go on to the other ships and identify games that are already in progress. Um, so throughout any time, if you summon this SOS stratagem, um, you're getting kicked up that list and you're very likely, I have found, to get someone to drop into your game. And that person is dropping into your game probably for, um, for whatever reward you're getting uh, or because you're getting a lot of research points. Uh, it doesn't really matter because as long as you're there together, it makes you work together in a really good way. This is something that really contrasts with a lot of other online games. Um, many online games that I've played, there's this really big barrier to joining other people. 
Um, you don't want to join other people's games because first off, you don't know where they're at, what they're doing. Also, they might be at a different level than you are. And just as an example, I've been playing a fair amount of Destiny, not a lot, um, but you know, I've been dropping into it every now and then and playing a little bit of it. I have three friends who are also playing Destiny, maybe, maybe more actually. Um, I would love to play Destiny with them, but so far I've been completely unable to do so because I got Destiny three weeks later than most of my friends did. And because of that, I have been, and also because I just haven't devoted a huge amount of time to it, I have been below them in level. Um, and even if I were on the same level, I might have a different collection of DLC or there's other barriers as well. And it makes it just really difficult to join uh, your friends, but it also kind of inhibits you from joining other people too. This game does away with all of that. First off, just having a warm body to join you, even if they're way below your level, is still a huge help because they can reinforce you. You know, even if all they're doing is shooting a third of the of the enemies that you are and dying twice as much, they're still there so that if you die, you're going to get reinforced. It's yeah. it's better than nothing. Absolutely. They they're even even in a game where it's chaotic and they're probably going to kill you, yeah. it's still usually more fun to have them around. And as you get into the kind of progression and the, progression and the leveling up, um, what you want out of the game actually changes in such a way that the high-level players are incentivized to play with lower-level players and... Through and and to help those players succeed, so that's what's that's something I think is really cool. So when you get into higher levels, it takes more and more experience points to level up. Leveling up is great. You get a new gun. You get a bunch of research points to level up your stratagems. Uh, you get all kinds of stuff. But it's also as as those get more and more spaced out, what you really want, what you're really wanting, is those research points. And the research points are generated by picking up the samples all around the map. You know, because those are gonna let you upgrade the different stratagems that you have. When you yeah. upgrade the stratagems, the stratagems get much better. So their their cooldown time decreases and they get new powers. They get more powerful. Like if you've got a stratagem that summons a gun, it's going to get uh, a bigger magazine and it's going to get more damage. And it's going to, you know, sometimes get a new kind of damage, like armor piercing. It's it's gonna yeah. it's satisfying to upgrade those. So works. so so in in summary, if you're a low level player, um, you're gonna be getting you're gonna be kind of grinding for XP to level up your character. But if you're a high level player, you probably mostly need research points in order to level up your stratagems. But the way those are distributed, um, a high level player joining a low level player can earn just as many research points as they could uh, playing with other high level players on a much more difficult map. They can actually earn faster because they can get around that low level map with no problem at all. Right. So, and it still doesn't feel for that low level player. Like it, for me when I was low level, it felt great to have these high level players dropping into my game uh, and backing me up because it's still challenging. Yeah, it's still challenging. It's still fun. And still dying all the time. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of the things that I think that is that is the thing that I think makes this game is that it's very perfectly balanced to incentivize everyone to have a good time together. Yeah. No matter whether you're a high level player playing with other low with other high level players, a high level player playing with low level players or the reverse, all of those work together because there's always something cool that you're getting. The only thing that can really screw you 
is somebody who is a total tool. Yeah, like an active <laughs> a total, jackass. A total active jackass. And even in those situations, it's they can't screw you up that badly. Yeah, because it's really uh, easy for you to kill them. <laughs> and if you do, you can just not reinforce them for a while. Yeah, I've been I've had situations where like I accidentally blew someone away like a couple of times. And they just they just didn't reinforce me for a while, and I was like, okay, I guess you want I guess you want a timeout, all right. And eventually they brought me back because they needed they needed some help. Uh, <laughs> maybe I just take a quick break. You can boot people, but I've never had to do yeah, it. Yeah, I've never had to do it either. Yeah, you can also commend people. Um, I don't think that it doesn't really seem to have any gameplay significance, except it pops up on their screen, uh, makes them feel good, and I presume has something to do with matchmaking. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, so I think if you are commended, it might there is a there's a ranking, uh, something shows on your little player profile saying what sort of standing you're in, and I've always been neutral, uh, even though I toss out a lot of commendations to people. So I don't know. <laughs> I've had a I've had a ton of fun playing this game. But I've mostly been playing it with you, Shane, so I'm a little behind you in levels. Um, but what's been really neat about that is you and Julia have been playing this together quite a bit, and because this offers same-screen co-op both in person and over the internet, I can drop in to a game already in progress that you guys are playing. And you guys are playing on a TV, and I'm playing on you know my TV or even on my portable, like uh, this. Okay, so we didn't mention what platforms this is on. This is available on the PlayStation 4. This is on the PS3, and also on the PS Vita. And it's cross-buy, cross-play, and cross-save in their terminology, which means that you can buy this game for 20 bucks, and you can play it on your PS4, your PS3, or your PlayStation Vita and play against anybody on any of those platforms and get basically the exact same experience. And what that's meant is that Shane and his wife Julia could be playing this game on their PlayStation 4 together in Houston and I could be on my Vita in the Bay Area and drop into their game and play alongside them. Yeah, and that's this worked out really nicely. It, it I've back to the idea of the incentives that actually really helps the lower level player as well. I, I don't think I mentioned that uh, you're getting the experience for any of the kind of ob the low level players are really wanting experience points and they're getting those as objectives are completed. And at a higher difficulty level, those objectives are much more valuable. So for you as a low level player to jump into my higher level game, it really accelerates. Yeah. So if you're a level one and you jump into a game with uh, a level 15 uh, and you play at a harder difficulty level than you could tackle on your own, you're very likely to level up. Yeah, totally accelerated getting started with the game a lot. And it, it, uh, it never feels like you're a drag on other people or lagging behind them because it really does a great job of that balance. Mm -hmm. um, but you play online a great deal more than I do. Uh, against I a, always like, play this game online. I, yeah. I basically never play it alone. Um, I have definitely had games where I will summon the SOS and nobody shows up. Uh, usually it seems to me that that is in the games where I'm doing really shitty. <laughs> or where I've tackled something that's above my difficulty level. And if that's something that I'm seeing, I'll, I'll try and drop into somebody else's game. But uh, it... It's surprisingly easy to, if you're playing on a level where you're actually progressing, to summon somebody and have somebody else who who wants to play uh, play alongside you. 
Um, and they're going to have kitted themselves out in a very different way. You'll see probably some stratagems that you haven't played around with. And you'll kind of see if your different strategies work together. And it can be really, really fun. Yeah. Any stories from the war? Well, uh, most of the fun times that I've had, the things that are really memorable are uh, hell dives that just went totally wrong. So a couple of things have been really memorable. One, there was one time where uh, my wife and I were sitting side by side on the couch uh, with this one guy who he had his microphone turned on and he was talking, but neither of us had our microphones on. I never use a mic with this guy. So yeah, I, 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 I rarely use a mic unless is, I'm playing. Which, as a side note, it shows that this game... Like it's it's a multiplayer game where you can cooperate without actually communicating. Yeah, like yeah. The, so I actually do use there's a there's some yes and a no and there's a wait and a go. Yeah, emotes and I use those a lot because because it's an effective way to communicate. Stay and wait is the most important thing you can say in this game. Yeah. Um. Or or go. You know, move and you point. Uh. But um. Everything else is pretty optional. So uh. My wife and I got into this game with this guy that. Who was just being like he? He was just a little bit um, quick to be irritated with us uh, when we screwed up, right? <laughs> he, was, he was way higher level than us, and he was a little bit exasperated with our play, right? And uh, we um, we waited. I, I think we just sort of. I told my wife, "Okay, just stand still for a second. Because he, he had he had just started shooting us and like <laughs> tackling objectives without us. And so I was like, okay, wait for us to reinforce. Okay. All right. And as soon as we came back, I told, uh, Julia and I stood, stood there and spun. You do like a little <laughs> cape spin. If you, uh, if you spin the character around really fast, your cape kind of flies out behind There's you. There's actually a, a trophy for that. There is. There is a trophy for spinning like crazy <laughs> on the ship. Uh. But um, we did get that one. <laughs> but we spun like crazy right there in the middle of, uh, of a forest. And we waited until that guy started spinning. And the second he started spinning, we just unloaded on him and killed him <laughs> and then completed the whole rest of the mission without him. It was hilarious. It was wonderful. Because <laughs> that guy was like, he was, he, was pot, he was taking pot shots at us back and forth. Uh, so even that can be really fun. I, and I, most of the, most of the that, that's a one-time thing. That was like the one time that, that I got into a kind of a confrontation. It was hilarious the way it played out. But um, things go crazy in this game all the time. The other thing that, that I found really fun is when they do have events. And they occasionally have, um, they have two kinds of events. They have an event when an enemy is pushed all the way back to, the, um, to their home world. They've got a special kind of mission for taking over a home world. And they've got another kind of event if that enemy pushes all the way back to Super Earth. So... Um, some of my favorite missions have been ones where I was part of uh, kind of the community taking over one of these enemy homeworlds because these missions look and look and feel a lot different. The, the missions are, are kind of fun. Like we haven't talked that much about the variety of the different uh, yeah. objectives. There's a, ton. There's a ton of different objectives and they've added more for this new, this new update. Uh, and there's, there's objectives that are specific to a particular enemy so the, the variety of the enemies, the variety of the objectives is fun. Um, and you get kind of a fun special bonus when you are either taking on an enemy at your home world, your home world, or Super theirs. Super Earth. Whether you're defending Super Earth or spreading managed democracy, you're going <laughs> to uh, wind up with a really great event. And those events are really fun. 
I haven't gotten a chance to participate in any of those yet. I'm really looking forward to it. But within the regular missions, there is a lot of variety, even though it's all, you know, look down from above and shoot things with a variety of guns. The the objectives are pretty varied. There's a lot of little stuff like go and pick up an object from this point on the map and deliver it to this point on the map uh, or defend this area from, you know, hordes of attacking bugs or whatever or, mm-hmm. um, you know, get these survivors, which are, you know, it's sort of an escort mission, ugh, but, you know, you, you do it. <laughs> um, well, that's another thing. Like, if you've got those annoying escort missions, which uh, I generally There's just hate. a few of them. Yeah, there's a few of them. And... Uh, if you fail them, it, you can still complete the overall mission. You just don't get the experience points. So it's not it's not punishing you heavily if you just uh, unload your shotgun on the survivors and move on to the next objective. Yeah. you um, Each of the worlds that you land on will usually have between two and five objectives that you have to complete. Yeah, you got to d- decide on a path between them. It's but great that's getting been- into strategy. I'm honestly not... If you want to talk strategy about this game... Uh, and. For that matter, if you want to get in on one of those big events that, that happen from time to time, because they mm-hmm. can happen kind of any time throughout the week, they basically last all day when they do happen, uh, from what I've found, but it, you might want to get onto the subreddit for this game. Oh, yeah. I actually really suggest that. Uh, they, they talk a lot about strategy and about the different stratagems. Um, we haven't talked about the different DLC, uh, and that's yeah. kind of the most controversial aspect of this game. There's... $20 for the base game, and when you buy the base game, you get one of the kind of unit expansions for free, it seems like. When I bought it, that free unit expansion was the Ranger, and I had a lot of fun playing with those little stratagems, and, and it basically is getting you uh, uh, on top of the base game, which includes lots of guns, lots of stratagems, uh, lots of fun toys to play with. Uh, they sell these different... Uh, packs that are these different kind of play styles or different characters and those are about three bucks on the playstation network yeah so you've spent 10 you spent 20 bucks on the game and if that's all you spend it it's that's a great price for a game and this is a game where you could have a whole hell of a lot of fun without spending any more money uh they do offer downloadable packs that include uh two different kinds of downloadable packs one is an individual unit type. And that unit type is going to be something like the Commando, who has uh, a new gun that you might want to play with, uh, maybe some, maybe one or two cool new guns, uh, some new stratagems, and, I don't know, some new uh, cosmetic stuff, like a cape and a new helmet and a new uh, armor type. Yeah, which the cosmetic stuff is almost ridiculous because you can barely see that stuff. Yeah, you can barely see it. from the game anyway. But my coolest cape uh, is not one of the ones that I got from these content packs. I have, by the way, bought every one of these content packs because I really like this game, even though I use very little of that stuff. Uh, The main reason I've bought it is that I want to have, when you buy it, you get it immediately instead of of, uh, picking it up with experience points. And... um, I wanted uh, my wife and I have the, to have the most options in terms of what kind of stratagems and stuff we could have. And she's picked up a few of those um, free stratagems and used those. Yeah. Um, but they also sell those as kind of a combo pack with three of them in there. Um, it, they're, not ne- they're not necessary. Yeah, the key thing here is you don't really need to buy the DLC it will give you some additional options if you're deciding on like a build for your character. And that's something that, I mean, you know, there's strategy involved, but there's also just personal preference. I like this gun. I like that gun. You don't, you won't be at a disadvantage. It's all co-op, you know, so you're not going to be like 
left out if you don't have the right stuff. Yeah, if you're a good player, you're way more fun to play with than if you're a, uh, you're gonna be able to have a lot more fun yourself and you'll be more fun to play with than if you're a player who's bought all the DLC. It's no big yeah. deal. Yeah, you can so, only bring four stratagems into combat with you anyway. Yeah, my perspective on it is the DLC is pretty fair um, and I was happy to give them my extra money when I found out how much fun I was having with the game. But you can buy this game for $20 on the PSN. It's cross-buy, like I said, and all the DLC is as well. So if you buy it, you can play it on your PlayStation 4, your PlayStation 3 if you have one, your Vita, whatever. Um, I wish this game was out on more platforms. Magicka has been cross-platform with, like, there is, it's on both the, uh, like, I, I don't remember what all platforms it's on, but it's on the PC, mm -hmm. it's on consoles. Magicka 2, which is coming out soon, I think, is doing the same. But Helldivers is a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. So it's only on PlayStation platforms, but it's on all the PlayStation platforms. And um, if you have any PlayStation platform, you know, PS3, PS4, or PS Vita, this is a game that is completely worth picking up. And I would say, um, having played quite a few games on the Vita after having gotten one just recently so far, this is probably the most polished, cool online experience that the Vita has to offer. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm almost pondering buying a Vita because of this game, which is ridiculous that I might want to buy a hundred dollar console to play a twenty dollar game, but uh, maybe that's not. Maybe that's not ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, is that it? I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about this game. I I would love to get anybody online and play with it. Um, Listen, shout out to you, our listeners. If you want to add me on the PSN, I'd I'd much rather play with you than with uh, random internet strangers. Yeah, but, I uh, would totally love to play this game against anybody and so if you that's great that's the best thing to say about this game is yeah. i would i would like to play this game with anybody yeah. you and i sat down and played this together and we got match matched up with someone who was like sounded he like was he was seven years, years old. old yeah he was like a kid but it was still fun to play with him yeah and actually we had more fun because he was talking into his mic and uh, hearing a shit talking seven-year-old was hilarious yeah and you know <laughs> he stayed on for a little while but that's see that's that's the kind of memorable experiences that i like in this game it's just fun no matter who you're playing with. They just can't fuck it up for you. <laughs> they can, but even then. <laughs> even then it's, even then it's not that bad. Yeah, so thanks to Arrowhead Games for making this game. I think it's probably the finest dual stick shooter of the current generation of games. And uh, don't miss it. It's 20 bucks. It's, it's something that I think a lot of people have overlooked because it's exclusive to PlayStation and it's downloadable only and it's this kind of weird genre that maybe not a lot of folks are into, but if you have ever enjoyed a dual stick shooter, you'll probably enjoy this one. And even if you've never enjoyed a dual stick shooter, you might want to give this one a try. Um, it's, I think it's one of the most interesting, balanced online games I've ever had the opportunity to play. So definitely give it a try. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. Uh, Shane, where can people find you on the internet? As always, I can be found at 8BitShane on Twitter and a variety of other social media platforms. And I am at ReaganK, that's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. And of course, you can follow our show on Twitter. We are at underscore short game. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes or leave us a review there. And uh, I volunteered Shane for something on our last episode. Um, this is a limited time offer. We may stop doing this at any time. But if you, listener, leave us a review on iTunes, while supplies last, if you, if you leave us a review on iTunes and send us a screenshot so we know it's you, um, we will, uh, I will create a 
Dungeons and Dragons character for you because I am prepping a, a special project. slash of you. <laughs> for or of you. Um, I, I think it's uh, it's great to in- imagine what people might be in a, in a world of fantasy. Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition character sheet custom made for you by our local Dungeon Master Shane. Yes. He's a professional. So um, please do that and uh, also catch us next week on another episode of The Short Game.